Welcome to The Stretch. I'm Dr. John Mark Harrison, lead pastor at First Baptist Concord in Knoxville, Tennessee. In this leadership podcast, I have conversations about growing as a leader and living an inspiring life. When we stretch, we grow. So let's grow. Hey, welcome to The Stretch. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're here with Mark. Actually, Mark is uh, the leader at Vienna Coffee uh, in downtown, in the Regis building. That's right. And uh, and I'm so excited about this conversation today. Mark, will you tell us a little bit about your journey to faith and what you believe God's calling you to do? All right. Yeah, I was raised in a Christian home uh, like so many people. Uh, probably didn't make it uh, so personal and real uh, for myself until uh, later in life. I mean, it was an early conversion, early baptism, but, uh, you know, the Lord was uh, began working on me later, uh, probably post-college, yeah. really, to, to figure out how I was going to spend my life mm-hmm. in a way that mattered for yeah. eternity. And so it was grad school and was plugged in with a, a church in downtown Columbia, South Carolina, that really helped me personally uh, grow in my in my love for God, my love for His Word, yeah. uh, learning more about theology and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, I was prepared for for business. That was my training, my uh, undergrad and graduate school. Mm-hmm. And I was working in Columbia post 9/11. Uh, the the small company that I was working for ended up going out of business. So I was really searching around for what was next for me. And I had this idea, well, you know, I've got all this education. You know, if I'm going to maximize my talents, I think that must mean that I'm supposed to make a lot of money so that I can give it to missionaries and and others. And then I thought, well, well, what if that's not the case? And what if I'm really supposed to use my business training and, and this, you know, bit of experience that I've gotten to do kingdom work myself. And mm. what would that look like? And so I talked with the pastor who was mentoring me at the time, yeah. and he said, you know, you don't have to work in ministry to do ministry, but if you want to explore that, why don't you check out Samaritan's Purse? So I did, and that led me to a position in Nairobi, Kenya as a uh, regional finance director for East Africa. So I was there two years on a a contract. And during that time, I was reading some books about, uh, one, uh, the power of the gospel to transform cultures, Mm -hmm. and then also Business for the Glory of God by Wayne Grudem. And and I began to think about, you know, my own training and experience and how God maybe was – wanting me to use that in, beyond and outside of a ministry, like a Samaritan's Purse type context, and just do, be a business person and yet be intentional about what I wanted to accomplish with that. So started working on some ideas, came back to the States, and it was a number of years before we uh, would actually start thinking about actually going overseas ourselves. Along the way, um, we went to a a missions conference for our denomination, um, Presbyterian Church in America. So at this global missions conference in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, there was this uh, pastor from Greece, and this was long before I ever really ever thought of going to Greece, but there was a pastor in Greece, and he was talking about, you know, missions and what is missional. 
And he said, you know, missional is ordinary people doing ordinary things with gospel intentionality. And I, you know, I think of that and it still kind of chokes me up because it was like, yeah. that was, it was just eye opening. Because like, I, that's exactly what I think I needed to hear and what I felt. Yeah. Uh, but it was just freeing to yeah. say, hear this pastor say the thing that, that seemed to be right. Okay, so I can do business uh, and, and, and really it could be any kind of business, but right. if I'm intentional about bringing the gospel into that situation, God can use that. And wow, that can, that can be missional. Yeah. You know, so, so you said ordinary people doing ordinary things with gospel intentionality. That's right. Man, that's, right. that's strong. Yeah. And then he said, and the flip side of that is uh, it's ordinary people doing ordinary things uh, with divine uh, intentionality or... Um, uh, I don't know if that's the word, but the, the, the flip side is that God puts us where we are when, while, when we're there for his purposes. And so we may be, and, and the, the passage that he was um, speaking on at that moment was Acts 17, Paul in Athens. And he says, while he's waiting for Timothy and Silas to come join him, you know, he's yeah. in the, he's in the synagogues, he's in the marketplace, he's preaching the gospel, yeah. so, but it's while he was just waiting on them, while he's just kind of yeah. hanging out, yeah. he does what comes natural. That's my favorite part of that passage. Yeah. Like he, he literally, we would have said, let's kill some time and be a tourist. Right. He's like, I'm going to go tell people about Jesus. Right. Like, oh, man, that's my favorite part of Acts 17. Love yeah. it. And, and so uh, I, I think you know, as we've been uh, raising, okay, raising partners, sharing this vision for a coffee house in Greece, uh, I've come to realize some of it is some of I think what God is wor- doing through in me and through me is is maybe helping other people to see, wow, you can do it too. Yeah. Uh, now you may never leave Knoxville, Tennessee, but where has God put you, yeah. and uh, who has He put in your sphere of influence, and do they need the gospel? How, how you see yourself as a as a messenger of the gospel, or is it just the leaders of the church who are charged with that responsibility? So all we got to do is, you know, bring them yeah. to church and let someone else, right. you know, preach the word. You know, there, yeah, it can it can be awkward at times, and uh, but I think, you know, the Holy Spirit opens up opportunities for for conversation and, and to weave truth and biblical truth yeah. and and gospel truth into those conversations. So it's just, you know, just. Being, you know, having your antenna up and looking for those opportunities. So that's what we try to do here. Well, uh, so the process of going to that missions conference and then really trying to see, okay, uh, Lord, where do you want us? We, I've always, I wanted to do business. I'm willing to do it as a missionary. Is there an open door? God, uh, from that time, led us into the coffee industry, opened a door at Vienna Coffee in Maryville. And I, initially, quite honestly, I was thinking about coffee and the coffee business as a way to support myself while I worked with the local church, mm-hmm. you know, and just in, in the neighborhood doing things. And then I saw how the coffee shop itself, as I started working there, was a was a, a place of ministry. Uh, one, the baristas uh, could were engaging with people and getting to know them because they're regular customers. But also the people from the community were coming in, and they'd do Bible studies. They would uh, meet with other people. And I thought, 
this is like a, a watering hole. It's like a yeah. place where people come and there's community and there's, mm -hmm. but there's so much opportunity to use the space, this neutral space. It's not a church, yep. you know, uh, it's maybe not, not my home, but it's this neutral ground where I can meet someone and have some good conversation. That's from the customer's perspective. Or I can develop relationships with people mm -hmm. that may lead to yep. gospel conversations. And so the idea is developed to talk with Neil Kuntz, uh, you know, at some, some point after that about uh, this vision for going overseas and setting up a coffee shop. Along the way, that vision got steered from Nicaragua, which is where I thought we were going to go, to Greece. And I'll just say briefly uh, that that came about as I'd just met, come from Nicaragua, met with the church leadership at Christ Covenant, and said, I think God's calling us to do coffee in Nicaragua. And they said, okay, that's, you know, not typical mm -hmm. for a missionary but we're gonna we'll, let's walk with you mm -hmm. through this process and see what god does and it wasn't but a few weeks later that andy halbert the missions pastor came out to me and said hey uh, i know you're interested in nicaragua but what would you think about greece mm. and i said why and he said well you know uh yodas consarsis that pastor who had preached yeah. in that global missions conference back in this was 2013 well, he had come to visit that following February, and then the church had developed a relationship with the Greek Evangelical Church over that time and had begun to support uh, the church as they were engaging uh, Muslims who were coming in with the refugee crisis. And so he said, we have this budding relationship with uh, the Greek Evangelical Church. And I just got an email from... Pastor Consarsis, who saying that one of their uh, interns uh, had a program for barista training, and coffee is one of the few industries in Greece that's actually thriving in the midst of a of a deep and severe economic depression. Mm -hmm. So 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 they're doing coffee. They're in, you know they're doing something in coffee, and I know you're interested in coffee, and maybe God would combine the two. So long story short, we're headed to Greece. Wow. And so Neil, along the way, as you know, as we've kind of ideas have shifted and whatnot, uh, eventually I said, hey, Neil, what do you think about uh, maybe starting something around here? And we, kind of, we were thinking fair because there was there's not much out there. There's yeah. uh, some need out there. He said, oh, I think that would be a great idea. So we started looking for a space and nothing, nothing. Things that we thought were would be good kind of fell through. Right. And then... Just this past year, this space uh, opened up, yeah. and so I've been working for Vienna for six years. And Vienna had this had, was op had operated this since uh, November of seventeen, and it struggled. And it's partly because just this little piece of downtown Knoxville, uh, it's just not seeing the commercial activity that right. other places had, like Market Square or right. even the old city. Yep. Uh, and yet it's a bridge to the northern neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And with the new condominium that was being built at the time, it was, we probably invested too soon mm. in it. It was a little before its time. And uh, and so it really never took off. Yeah. Um, so John, as he was in, anticipating buying another uh, coffee roaster out of Chattanooga, he said, you know, 
I, I think I'm going to have to let that go so that I can focus on this other. And then Neil and I said, well, maybe we'll take it over. Because we think there's promise. And we had this relationship with Knoxville Leadership Foundation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, or Neil did. He'd served yeah. on the board. And it's like, okay. So I think, you know, we're, we still have our issues. Mm -hmm. But I see God blessing the, the business and the ministry in this space. We are very intentional uh, about uh, forming relationships with people. The staff, um, by and large, are all believers. And uh, we talk to them about, okay, so when, when I'm hiring them, kind of give them the, the story and say, okay, so you're getting hired as a barista or you're getting hired as a kitchen manager, but you got to know that our, our mission is to, uh, is to be a platform for disciple-making. Yeah. And that's going to come by building relationships with people. Now, we won't be able to build those relationships unless we do this business well. Yeah. So it's got to be good product out of the kitchen, timely service, uh, great customer service. Uh, but all these things that will help the business will also help our ministry potential with customers. And uh, we are doing that. Now, I can't point to any conversions at this point. Um, but I know that we are connecting with people in this community. We, uh, our customer base is largely local residents, um, some uh, commuting professionals, folks that work downtown and will come down here for meetings or whatnot, mm -hmm. or were more before yeah. COVID-19. Right. And then students, yeah. uh, some university students. So that, uh, that is our, that's our customer pool right now. And, I, and again, I think we are... Uh, we are engaging them and, and looking for opportunities. And quite honestly, it is it is what we, my wife and I, hope to do in Greece. In fact, Watauga Coffee Company, that is the entity that owns the shop now, okay. um, will, Lord willing, be the entity that invests in Greece uh, when we're ready to launch that shop. Yeah. And so we'll still carry this this same DNA, the same passion for disciple making, and it'll be about you know again then hiring believers there yep. who share that vision yep. and want to impact Athens yep. for the gospel. Man, that's amazing. You know what's so compelling is that all right. So you as a businessman said, you know, I'm not going to settle for just the American dream of fill my bank account. That I want to take this step of, all right, how do I leverage the skill and intellect that God's given me to to truly impact the lives of others mm -hmm. and be a disciple maker? And so this prototype now really can go all over the world. Like oh. as the Lord allows, like this can be beacons and lighthouses and places of hope and rest and peace mm -hmm. in some very, very challenging places. Yeah, that that is really the vision. I, th I think Athens uh, would may be the, the first foreign um place but I would love to see us as a as a as a company be able to fund missions all over the world some couple some young person wants to go to who knows where maybe a restricted ac access country where you can't get in with a missionary visa and you need yep. some legitimate right. way in well here's a, a legitimate way in and it's not it's not a phony right uh, business it's a real business because uh, this is how you re you, right. you will meet people yeah. uh, by serving them well um, and staying in business and being able to employ other people. It is uh, yeah the whole idea is to be uh, replicable. Yeah, 
the word. I think it is. That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, man, that's awesome. Well, Mark, you know, this is a compelling vision. And I think it's something that a lot of us can kind of wrap our minds around and say, all right, you know, how can I and the work and the skill and the business that God's entrusted to me mm-hmm. think missionally and begin to say, all right, how can I leverage what God's entrusted to me? to be able to make a difference in places the gospel's not known. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of questions I think the church has got to ask. You know, the the game or the world has changed in how we send missionaries and how we do mission and how we do all these things. And we're struggling. I know in Baptist life particularly, we're struggling with what is scalable and what is possible. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're doing, it truly can become a way into the future of continuing to get missionaries to the field and allowing them not just to... Um, live somewhere but to actually bless the city they live mm-hmm. in because they're part of that economic system that right. so many economies are so fragile and will continue to be particularly right. because of the covid crisis well and and it provides funding too yeah. you know uh, uh, others have said you said earlier uh that the job is too big for yeah. what we can fund through just normal giving yeah. and statistics i've seen uh would indicate that you know, giving may be going down as right. earlier generations, the greatest generation, baby right. boomers and whatnot, um, are no longer able to give. So we need to be creative. And this is a, I think, you know, and it's not just a coffee business. It could be any number of businesses. But business, business as mission, business is a great way to fund the work and, and really be the work. Yeah. I mean, yet bless communities by providing jobs and employment but on top of that being intentional about uh, proclaiming the gospel in word and deed and looking for those opportunities as the holy spirit provides them to share truth and not be bashful about it not be obnoxious about it but not be bashful because ultimately that is what matters Mm -hmm. yeah well, last question for us today, all right? Um, and this is a question I've been kind of concluding every one of our uh, moments uh, with. And, you know, when when we really think about it, um, we all have a dream that we're pursuing, obviously, to give glory and honor to the Lord with our lives. But, when, Mark, when your race is run and, and you're ready to meet the Lord, like, what, do you, what are you hoping your legacy is going to be? What are you hoping that people are going to, man, like, this guy did this, or he really made an impact here? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. No, that's good. I, I think it's my kids. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, this is me. Mm. You know, I, I'd go live overseas. I would, I, um, you know, I, I would do this and I travel the world yeah. purely, purely for me. Uh, so, I mean, we, we could do this here, right here in Knoxville. We are, we are doing it. And uh, my family would be content to stay here. But they're, they're following me. <laughs> so, um, we may have to reshoot this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. uh, I, uh, so, I, I really, yeah, it, my legacy would be my kids. Yeah. Not necessarily following my footsteps in terms of, yeah, they're, they're blazing, they're going around the world and they're doing whatever, but that they would be committed followers of Christ, however he would use them, wherever he would use them. Man, that's good. That they'd see the Jesus that you're pursuing with all your heart and they'd want to be in on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really good. Well, man, thanks for your time today. This has been super encouraging and uh, it's been a blessing. And thank you for your faith. Uh, thank you for the way you're using the skill God's given you. And I'm excited to see what happens in the days ahead. Thank you for joining us for the Stretch Leadership Podcast with Dr. John Mark Harrison. Tune in here each Thursday for new and inspiring content and every Sunday on our YouTube page at FB Concord for worship at 9 and 11 Eastern Time. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for listening.